My dad's a pig hunter. When I was a kid, we were going to my cousin's first luau. It's a big family party. You get together to celebrate the baby's first birthday. My dad's friend went and hunt the pig and he's cleaning the pig. And he uses the pig guts and squirts water in it and uh-huh. sprays. Hold on, sprayed you? Yeah, I thought it was funny. Welcome to Bites and Banter, the show where I chat with random distant relatives I meet on the internet. I'm your host, Rosalind Rayborn. Today's guest is Melanie. Melanie is my fourth cousin on my mother's side, and she and I were actually able to figure out just how our trees connect. Well, it was more like me connecting her to my mom so they could actually figure it all out without me involved, but tomato, tomato. Melanie lives in Hawaii, and she really does represent that whole mahalo culture they have over there. She values family and connections, and she's one of the kindest souls that I've ever met, guys. But she also has that I'm not the one vibe that's pretty prevalent on my mom's side of the family. That realness, that authenticity, you really always know where you stand with her, and that's such a rare quality. She's a real gem, and in this episode, you'll see why. Not only do we discuss what we have in common, she even teaches us the art of properly ghosting in Hawaii. But more than that, we actually cover a pretty serious topic in this episode in her family advice segment, child loss. So not everyone could offer the care needed to approach this topic, but Melanie does. She has the care and respect and heart that I've come to know her for, and I think you guys will appreciate as well. So, ladies and gentlemen, say aloha to Melanie. So, what is the last great thing you ate? Last great thing I ate was from Sunset Barbecue, this place out in the North Shore. It was family style, so they gave you like the bits of the really, really crispy, extra juicy stuff while you're waiting. Threw in extra sausage, you know, things like that. My little impatient self was literally eating in the car. I could have waited 20 more minutes to get to a nice place to eat, but no, I want to open it. And there I go and spill. I look up, I have the grease coming down my chin. That's when you know it's good. Man. So if right you, down your hand, you're holding If that you one eat the cute, it's not good. It needs oh, to be yeah. good. Right. So that was my last a really good thing I had. If you could eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Hmm. Don't pick spam. No, no. <laughs> it would be potatoes. Chopped potatoes, boiled dark potatoes, dark. hash browns. You sound like a uh, bubba gum. Right? Big potato. I don't really like mashed potatoes. I don't like grits. Grits is like that to me. I just don't like the texture of it. It just So you don't eat shrimp and grits? No. You My don't... friend was just telling me how he made that today and I'm like, what? Like, yeah. You don't know. My family has the shrimp truck, blue water, shrimp and seafood yeah. market. And we specialize in garlic shrimp. We serve oh. it with Salt, pepper, capers, cream. If I had 24 hours in your city, how would you recommend that I spend the day? So we're going to touch down in Honolulu. You'll probably land at like 1030 in the morning. Okay. So we'll go eat lunch. I'll probably take you to one of our locations at the Hilton Hawaiian Village, the Rainbow Bazaar, which would be the Blue Water Shrimp and Seafood Market. My youngest brother actually um, runs that shop. We can pick yeah. up something to eat real quick. So right there is the beginning of all of Waikiki Beach area. So one end of the beach you can see to the other end. So just look at the actual diamond head 
scenery lookout. So say we get finished by 11, 30, 12. So we're going to drive through the North Shore, which is a lot of country, a lot of red dirt, pineapple fields, coffee farms. We can pull up to Turtle Beach, see the actual turtles on the shore. You just walk it around and it's right there. I would like to catch a sunset out there, but we would have to head back to town by then. We can check into your hotel by three o'clock. If you go to a hotel, are you staying? You're only 24 hours. You're staying with me. Stay in the North Shore. Stay in the North Shore. Let's have an evening barbecue because we can see the sunset from there. We're going to be in the water all day. The way our island is, it goes from the ocean all the way up to the mountain. So I can take you all the way from the ocean side through the mountain side. We can ride on four-wheelers. You're going to have to take a nap on the way back over to my house. Clubs are open again. Yay! <laughs> So let's do some pre-partying at the house. Head into Waikiki. We can do some nightlife. I'm going to be real tired. No, we're not done yet. We'll see. Okay, we'll get back to back to my place about 2.33. You know, shower, relax a couple hours. Then we're going to go to the Diamond Head Lookout. So Diamond Head is a huge crater, national monument, where we get to drive through one of the walls of the crater. We'll drive to the side. In the middle of the crater, my family has a truck there that serves smoothies, acai bowls, the pineapple with the smoothie inside. And we can do the Diamond Head Hike Trail. So everywhere we were the day before, you'll be able to see from above. Then we'll go back down to the ocean side. Now the ocean side in Waikiki Beach, Queens Beach, has my sister's cafe, Barefoot Beach Cafe. So we can have breakfast there. Let's have some mahi-mahi and rice in the morning or even some French toast or pancakes with macadamia nuts. We can still walk the hike in Diamond Head Lookout. If we bring my mama, we have to amend the trip because she ain't hiking, boo. Oh, no. Oh, no. You don't even have to worry about it. She can still come on the inside. It's a huge space, a huge park area. She'll be fine. We got to get her out there. I would be happy to host you in Memphis or Dallas. Like, it'll be so much fun. Okay, number one, number one, let me just be clear. You are way more fun than I am, so you'll be disappointed. <laughs> like, your environment is better to do cool stuff. In Dallas, we eat and we drink. It ain't like, I'm going to take you to a volcano to drive through. You know what I'm I want you to get here. I want you to have your aunt here and your mom here. Yes. And just experience our cultural foods and things. Remember, I talked to her sister, right? Okay, what happened? <laughs> Even if you call somebody from 23andMe, yeah. or, like I, or randomly got in talk, touch with you on Facebook, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that nervousness. So I called her. I'm like, aloha, my name is Melanie. Through 23andMe, I, I now know how I am related to you. She called me. I recognized the number on my phone. And I'm like, Oh my goodness, she's calling me. What do I do? I got it's like, so I'm funny. And I'm like, oh, hurry up and answer me before she hangs up, you know? And she's like, hello. I'm like, hi. She's like, I'm calling for Melanie. I go, yes, this is Melanie. How are you doing, Miss Georgia? She's like, yes. I go, well, I was in contact with mom. Da, 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 and I explained it. She's like, well, that's very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I know these are some um, um, very stressful times, troubling times. You oh, know? you're so and, good. I just wanted to reach out and maybe when the, all this is over, I can come and meet up with you. We can go to lunch or do oh, something. She's like, that sounds really good. My family is working with Malama Meals out here to mm-hmm. see the elderly and the senior citizens. Yeah. So I mentioned to her like my family's business is Blue Water Shrimp and Seafood Market and that we linked up with Malama Meals. We're doing a lot of feeding of the elderly. And she's like, oh, that sounds good. You know, like she sounded more interested in the Malama meals than you are. But if I if I could remind you something, I'm showing you how I'm part of the, of the, the community. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, 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 hey, auntie, yeah. 
You know yeah. what I mean? I'm not some weirdo. I'm not trying to steal your kidneys. Because no, that's the thing. I am enjoying the quarantine, but... I will be glad when it's over so you can get to know her and hang out with her. You can meet her in a public place. You can meet her at one of the restaurants. Like- I think it would be different for her. Even like the part that she may not be so interested, but how we are related is a good, cool story. We're not related from a full sibling. We're related from yes. a half sibling. I- I'm going to take it back. So my second great grandmother, Molly Smith, she married Smith, okay. is related to your Eula. Yes. Patty Lee and Molly are sisters. So Patty Lee and Molly are sisters. Katie was their mom. Your great, great Molly was the product of Katie and the slave owner. Yeah. My great, great person, Patty Lee, is the product of Katie and her partner. I have never been able to connect the dots as much with anybody as you. I would love my dad to be here too, but this is more important to me. Yeah. My dad likes to know the facts and he likes to know that I'm in contact with you, that I talk to you and things like that. Nice. But to me, I feed off your energy. Oh. I I, I feel your mom. I appreciate when she tells me bye. I hope to hear from you soon. I love you. I love you Oh my God. She's so, like, Like, she loves you. I can feel it. It's a phone call, but I can feel it because of the tone of her voice. Now you know why it's so important and why I want to make sure I get her there. I can say this to you more than anybody that I talk to because we know where our trees intersect. There's not a lot of closeness, in my opinion. And I think it's hard when people feel like they know one another. You are coming from such a pure place and you don't have any ill will and you aren't a part of anything that has ever happened. And so I think what you're doing, you're bridging gaps because everybody knows you don't have an agenda. You I'm have way out here. Yeah. Like, and I think that's so refreshing and I think it's so awesome. You can go, I'm just doing this DNA journey and you're a part of that journey. Like, <laughs> yeah. so my, my hope is it's a lot more healing for our family just through you. Like, that's isn't that awesome. crazy? But you have the power to create that. If you could have a dinner party and invite whoever you wanted, who would you invite? Other than my close family and friends, like celebrities and things like, you know what I want to invite? Maya Angelou, Um, the Obamas, just to see a power couple, have a power couple in the room. I see my parents similar, a power couple. I would invite music-wise Janet Jackson, She's just an entertainer. Her longevity and Barbara Streisand. To me, she's interesting because she has high anxiety. Interesting. But why she's interesting to me is because how she deals it. She still does it. One of my mom's favorites. I would probably have my dad cook for them. And it would be freshwater prawns and crab claws and some type of creamy salmon. Mmm. Like a creepy measles salmon. Okay, where would it be? I feel like you know where you would have this party. I wouldn't want to be in a ballroom. They would have to just come, like, their private chauffeur would bring them, Mm -hmm. you know. It would be a private thing, so I would need to be in a private home. What's your strongest memory related to food? My dad's a pig hunter. When I was a kid, we were going to my cousin's first luau. It's a big family party you get together to celebrate the baby's first birthday my dad's friend went and hunt the pig and as he's cleaning the pig and you know the guts and stuff he uses the pig guts and squirts water in it and uh-huh. sprays hold on sprayed you 
Yeah, I thought it was funny. So preparing food, that's one of my biggest memories because we're preparing this for the luau, you know, when you put the pig in the in the underground oven, which is the emu. That's yeah. what we call it, kalua pig. Y'all did that type of celebration. That's a normal cultural. The first birthday is a normal cultural thing. It used to be the fifth birthday because we had such a high infant mortality rate here in the islands years and oh. years ago. So we would celebrate the fifth birthday. Now it's more the first birthday to celebrate that. Really? and bring honor to the family and to be able to provide for other families is a gift it doesn't matter if you're hawaiian or not it's just a cultural local thing that we do so i have a picture of it we're wearing teal blue me and my dad and my mom it wasn't until i was in high school i realized i was black how because i was raised in a japanese and caucasian family but what did you think of your biological dad i knew my japanese dad wasn't my dad okay i didn't have a think of i didn't have a need for him I actually met my biological father when I was 23 years old. Mm-hmm. My mom completely separated me from him and for a good reason. So, wow. But it was Christmas 2017. I asked about it though. Her mom was watching something on Oprah. Mm-hmm. And I said, Mom, do, does, do I have behaviors that remind you of him? So that's when she explained to me nature and nurture, uh-huh. that whole concept. I'm completely uh-huh. like my mom. Mm-hmm. But some things in me naturally, like my rage, when she explained to me that part, now as an adult, I question the part about how things are breded into you hereditarily. Yeah, I don't, I'm nothing like my biological dad. But when I was yeah. in college, I had this compulsion of pulling my brows and my lashes out. And my mom was like, your daddy does that. I've never stayed at this person's house ever I had no idea. I had two sisters I got to meet right away. Uh-huh. And a brother I met a couple years later. And I'm yeah. still, my, my oldest sister, she and I are great. She looks so much like me, but dark. She lives out here. And then my second sister is also Hawaiian, Chinese, Caucasian. She passed away oh. January 2018. She was eight years older than me. And the other sister was nine years older than me. Your daddy was busy. Man. <laughs> anyway, yeah. But I'm a complete mix. Really? My hands are my dad's because my mom's hands are bulkier and thicker in the knuckles. Yeah. My feet are my dad's, but my t- pinky toes are my mom's. Shut up. Promise. My knees. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, you cannot tell your knees. My dad has some ugly ass knees. There is no way. Why? They don't look like my mom's. What are you most proud of? My relationships with my family. That I have individual relationships that I can call them and it's a welcomed phone call. Who's been the most influential person in your life and why? My stepdad. When my mom chose to be with him, it was a choice for us, me and her. Wow. He's the most influential, not just for my life, but everybody that he touches. My siblings is one thing, but my mom's siblings, my grandparents, his siblings, more than just us. All the time. Wow. I say stepdad, but only because we clarify it, but my dad. Even his brothers are my, my good uncles. I was definitely raised around good men and women. If you could live in a sitcom or movie universe, what would it be? Wealthy in New York. What show is that? Allie McBeal? <laughs> Being wealthy in New York. That's it. <laughs> Sex in the City. Huh? Sex in the City was wealthy in New York. There you go. Like that. Like that. Where okay. They all had walk-in closets, and they all... Had like high, well, really good jobs, careers, not just jobs. Okay, and, and they had a lot of sex, male. Yeah, well, you know. 
<laughs> I mean, if, you, if you're going to live in the universe, you got to abide by the universe. Well, you know, I never said it was a bad thing. No, no not at all. Um, There's more brown people, please. When I was in college, I stopped watching Sex in the City because I was like, it's no black people on here. And this is annoying. All my friends, we watch it all the time. And then one day I was like, this is not fun to me anymore. And I had watched it forever. And then I stopped watching it. And my friend, my friend uh, Danielle was like, Roslyn, there was an episode and they had a black lady on it. She was the limo driver. And I was like, see, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> she, was like, she was like, she was the limo driver, but she gave really good advice. <laughs> um, if your family had a crest, what would be on it? A fishing net to throw. Uh-huh. Some kind of something to do with cooking. So I thought the fishing net was cooking. No, the fishing net is my my stepdad's as a fisherman and being okay. a fisherman is not just taking like not just fishing and taking fish out, mm-hmm. but it's taking care of the land to continue to provide for it and continue to have fish. So a fishing net, something about cooking, maybe a couple of chopsticks. I don't know what the other ones would be. What about sunshine? I feel like you like nature so much. How about a sun and a moon? Why moon? Because there's always the opposite. Seafood or spam? Seafood. Biggie or Tupac? Mm, probably Biggie. Karaoke <laughs> or concert? Concert. NBA championship or Super Bowl? Probably NBA championships. Netflix and chill or Art Walk? Netflix and chill. Okay, we got two out of five. <laughs> <laughs> I picked Tupac over Biggie because he's just more handsome to me. And <laughs> but I like the big guys. That's how I roll. Uh, uh, clearly, I have my priorities <laughs> in place. I thought yeah. you were pick art walk. Honestly. I don't draw. I'm not too artistic. I feel like okay. you would much rather walk outside. So think about an art walk. We're we're out. We take a trolley tour. We we on the trolley <laughs> in Memphis. We get out on South Main, okay. and it's just all the art galleries are open, and you just get to each art gallery has wine and cheese, right? Yeah, we have and that so out here. Okay. Here. Okay, or, and you or, or what was the other thing? Or Netflix and chill. You don't well, stay in the house. It depends. No, you don't stay in the house. I'm <laughs> like, me watching Netflix. Okay, that's a good point. <laughs> what are you currently binge watching? 85 South. What is that? A comedy show. That's what I put on my YouTube recently. I don't have Netflix. I turned it off in February. Because at that time, I didn't see nothing I wanted to watch. At that yeah. time? Yeah. <laughs> you are hilarious. I didn't see anything at the time. It's like selling your TV because nothing was on it. <laughs> You'd be like, I'm just going to sell this TV because, you know, nothing came on good last night. So It's, it's just, just there unplugged by each <laughs> time. Just put this TV for sale because, you know, last night's programming just was not. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, basically. <laughs> what cartoons did you watch growing up? Oh, Tom and Jerry, Spider-Man, He-Man, She-Ra. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, big deal. They cut off She-Ra out here. I had my dad call the, call the station. They gave me an answer. I couldn't even tell you if he called the station. He just gave me an answer, and I believed him. At some point, when I have time, I'm going to watch uh, Denver, The Last Dinosaur. Because that was what I would watch when I would tell my mama I was sick, and I wouldn't really be sick, and I would stay home from school. I've only seen that show three times, because that's how many times that lie worked. So I couldn't miss I, I didn't like school very much. I always felt like I was 40 or 60 years old. <laughs> like, 
(laughs) My siblings are so much older that I hung out with people that were older. My youngest brother is 10 years older than me. So then you take me to school and I'm hanging out with other six-year-olds and I'm like, this is weird. My brother's gay with my friends. It's all their high school friends with my friends. I thought I was going to prom with my brothers. My brother, Redrick, had a girlfriend named Nyla. And I was like, Nyla, what you wearing to prom? And she told me what she was wearing. I told her what I was wearing. Prom night comes and I go put my dress on. And my brother's like, no, no, she is not going to prom with us. (laughs) No, he wouldn't let me go. And I was like, I told Nyla and my friends I would be there. Because I would always go everywhere with them. My mom was like, Rosalind, you can't go. They don't want you to go. I went and just bawled and like fell asleep in the closet and just slept all night. Nobody came to get me. I just slept in the closet all night. <laughs> like they were like, she'll be fine. I slept in my prom dress. It you was had like a whole dress. I was repurposing my Easter dress. <laughs> I was crying so hard. The, the top of my dress was drenched in tears. And that cr- like, I thought I was supposed to go to prom at six. I was like, I promised all my friends. What will my friends say? <laughs> my friends are 18. So yeah, when I got to kindergarten and like, I was like, these are children. Are there any weird features on a guy, on a person, a partner that you find attractive? Weird things that somebody else wouldn't think is attractive, but you're like, you know, that's kind of cute. Oh, an Adam's apple. I like that in men. Who are your celebrity crushes? And I'll say like, Denzel Washington. I like him because he of his characters he's able to play, yet is himself in each character. What's your favorite Denzel character? Training Day. I liked him in it because it was a completely different character that expanded his horizon. I like that one where he's that big drug kingpin. American Gangster. Yes. You know in that movie he shot Idris Elba, who is my celebrity crush? That's your celebrity crush? Yeah. Then he got married. So now Yaya is really hot. It's this guy named Yaya Abdul-Mateen. Oh, he's super hot. I feel like back in the day, those men used to look older, even though they were younger. Like Otis Redding looked 50, and he died when he was 26. I like that old school aged look. Yaya looks like he's 45 now, which is why he's hot ghosting do people ghost in hawaii it's hard because you live on an island i think that's what makes hawaii a little bit different too is that because you can't you have to make right because everybody knows your auntie or cousin or can find out what high school you went to and who you hang out with i don't like it you're so funny first of all you need to act right second you affect more than just yourself because everybody does know your grandma or your auntie or your mom or your cousin or your cousin's friend yeah so there's a real sense of community we're not too far apart. You always represent more than yourself. Having a family business, having many siblings, having siblings wow. with business. I always represent more than myself. I'm somebody's sister. I'm somebody's friend. I'm somebody's ex-friend. I'm somebody freaking, you know, someone's business partner's daughter. Dear cousin, my sister was dating a guy who we thought was an okay guy. They are both in their late 30s. Two months into dating, my sister got pregnant. He's divorced. (laughs) You're already over it. And has a three-year-old daughter. He makes $700 a week struggling to make ends meet while my sister owns a home and business. 
They have discussed his moving into her home so he could get out of debt. After speaking with her therapist, she realized that moving in together was a horrible idea and she retracted her offer. He completely lost it. As my sister told me more, the red flags were flying high. He has a temper, he's a narcissist, and much more. So my sister made the most awful decision she has ever had to make and decided to terminate the pregnancy. He couldn't even take her to the appointment because he ran out of sick time, nor could he help pay for it. Meanwhile, I'm three months pregnant myself, and the amount of stress and anger this has caused me and my poor husband, who's had to listen to this, is beyond words. But I've been 100% supportive of my sister through this whole terrible situation. Now, she tells me she is still with this guy. I'm so disgusted with her. I already told her I would never have anything to do with this man, and he would never be a part of my family. I know that may seem harsh, but given what she told me, at this point, I don't really want anything to do with her either because I'm so disappointed. My sister is beautiful, talented, funny, and successful, and she is wasting her time with this debut. I know that she's going to do what she's going to do, but what do you think, cousin? What advice would you give our cousin? The pregnant cousin needs to chill. At the end of the day, that's your sister's life. If I was her sister, though, I agree with (laughs) everything that she's saying, and I would still strongly suggest my sister just separate from him. I would continue to push the do not move in. And she needs to realize what does he really do for her? Because she might be doing something for her that's not financial. Mm -hmm. At the same time, it's not how much is he doing for her compared to how much she's doing for him? And is it balanced? And she already is physically imbalanced because she just had the abortion. The emotional attachment is there, and I get that. There's a huge emotional attachment, and that abandonment on both sides. Him being there doesn't help in any way. You don't think, but like you said, they have a bond because they did have this situation that they have. Yeah, but that bond the same way. That bond will always be there. Does not mean you have to be in a relationship living in my house to have that bond. You don't have to live with me to be part of my life. But do you think the sisters should say, like, I don't want to have anything to do with No, that was selfish. And yeah. you can blame that on hormones. She's, she's going through it, too. But then you might, at the same time, now think about it. You as a sister being pregnant and the other sister have just got given up her baby by choice. That's really selfish. Mm-hmm. And she's already going through it every time she sees you. He knows you're pregnant every time you go through your oh. next So every time. That doesn't go away. So if you, I'm not going to support you. I'm not going to be part of your life. Like you are damaged than she's doing to herself right now. Dude, that was, that's true. That's true. I love you. You are so (laughs) thoughtful. You are such a heart. So there's emotions when you have a loss like that or or choice like that. That was really good advice, Mayo. Thanks for listening to the Bites and Banter podcast by UniversalPlaylist.com. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and share with your folks. And of course, drop me a line if you want some family advice or just to tell me the last great thing you ate. Until next time, friends. One team, one species. We are one, one, one. We are humidity.